Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we will study God's Word. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm Brian Wren, your transition lead pastor here at Peninsula Covenant Church, and it is a joy to be with you. Throughout this Advent season, we've actually been lighting candles because we've been lighting candles because we're hoping to rekindle our souls when we light these candles and bring some of the things that seem very intangible like hope and peace and joy and love, those things that seem so intangible, we want those things to come to life and rekindle uh, in our souls. Tonight we light the life candle that represents the birth that was given to us through Mary, the baby Jesus to this world that is truly the light of life. We've also been opening gifts throughout uh, this Advent season. And tonight, many of you know this gift, What's this? This is the game of life. Yeah, the game of life. And what's wonderful about the game of life, it has a long history in the America, America's world of playing games. Do you know how old this game is? This game is old. This game started in 1860. You can see it up there. It looks like a checkered game because it kind of was. Checkers was hot, and so they modified a checkered game. And it was called the checkered game of life. And back then, just like now, it simulated the journey of life. Birth, growing up, college, getting a job, acquiring some things, retiring, and then actually passing. And it was in, in 1960 that it really became popular, it became really the top game around that time when it was redone in a modern style. And it's continued to do that. How, raise your hands if you have the game of life at your house. Yeah, many of you do. You can even play it now in a digital version. Can you believe that? on your iPad. It's interesting, some of you younger kids, you probably haven't played the game of life. You're supposed to be eight years old to play the game of life, and, but the rules aren't that strict. But there's another game, and there's other games that relate to the ups and downs of life, don't they? Because that's what the game of life really is. It's the ups and downs. Anybody in here ever played shoots and ladders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody feeling like these days you've had more shoots than ladders in your life? I feel that a little bit. It's the same concept, just a little simpler, ups and downs. Maybe your favorite game's Trouble. Maybe it's Risk. Anybody like Monopoly? Oh, you got to love Monopoly. We'll talk about Monopoly later tonight. But what's so amazing is, as old as this game is, the game of life, uh, the game of life in which we're playing is much older. And I have a big idea tonight that's simple. And kids, I want you to get this big idea because we're trying to get astonished about the simple things, the gifts from above that God has given and the gift of life that he gives us. We're trying to get astonished about tonight. So check out this big idea on the screen. It says, the game of life is best played with who? Jesus. Yeah, would you repeat that with me? The game of life is best played with Jesus. And as old as that game is right there, this concept of the game of life is much older. And God, God is yearning for us as a people to play the game of life with Jesus. And he's been yearning for us to do this for a long time. And his yearning has this very long, long history that actually, if we put faith in it, has a very present future. Tonight, here's what I want to show you. I want to show you five verses tonight, and I hope that one of those five touches you. I want to encourage you to take your phone out and actually take a picture of the verse that most impacts you. I'm going to tell you a story tonight 
about my ear that I hope pierces your soul. And then later on, I'm going to tell you another story about the longest standing member here at PCC and how I believe they're walking with the life of Jesus in the way that we can. So will you join me in this journey right now as we continue? All right, if you're all in, say amen. Amen. All right. All right, open your Bibles if you want or grab the Pew Bible. I want to show you three passages where God has been saying, I have this life I want to give you and I've been wanting to give you for so long ago. Open up to Deuteronomy 30, 19 or in the Pew Bible, cheat and just turn to page 206. Deuteronomy 30, 19 or page 206. This is Moses declaring to his people Israelites. Here's what he's saying. I have set before you life and death. God is telling him to declare this. I have set before you life and death, blessings and curse. Now choose life so that you and your children may what? Live. He's giving them a choice, but look what happens. If you choose life, what do you get? The promise of a blessing. Anytime blessing is said in the Bible, you know what that word means? Deep satisfaction. Doesn't mean it won't be hard. Doesn't mean there won't be challenges, but there is a promise of deep satisfaction. Do you hear that promise? Moses is telling Israelites some thousands and thousands of years ago, God wants us to choose life. Look at this next passage. This is from King David. King David was a man after God's own heart, and he knew that God was declaring there was a best pathway for life, to live out this life. Look what he said. He says, the Lord says, this is David declaring what the Lord says, I will guide you, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you, and I'll watch over you. I give you this verse tonight because this is my all-time favorite verse. Kids, if I had to pick one verse, it would be this one because this tells me so much of how God loves me and wants to guide my life. Look what it says. It says, I have the best way for you, and then he says, I will actually give you wisdom along the way, and I will protect you. There's this life that God wants us to live with him. And then Jesus surprises us. Jesus comes about, and look what he says in John 10.10. This is in page 1075 in your pew Bible, if you're flipping quick. John 10.10, page 1075. He's doing a comparison between death and life. Remember, Moses brought up death, and now Jesus is bringing up death. He's talking about Satan brings death, and he's saying, the thief Satan comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I, Jesus... Now, this is Jesus proclaiming, I have come that you may have life. I have come to this world so that you can have life. And look what type of life he says. Not a satisfying life, but he's promising that. He's also promising a life that is best and that he'll guide and give protection. But he's saying a full and rich and meaningful life. There are so many aspects to the layers of life that God wants us to experience. And these three passages give us to him. Here's what I also realize about Jesus. He really wants to help us through the game of life. Does anybody, raise your hand if you feel like you need help through the game of life. Yeah. Here's five promises. This might be the screen you take a picture of tonight. Here's five promises that you can endlessly count on on how Jesus wants to help us through the game of life. The first thing is this. He made us. He produced us. And he produced us in his image as his reflection And then what he does, he says, I have a purpose for you. If you just look around right now, there's a lot of different looking people in this room. And I mean that in a positive way. Different, different abilities, different looks. 
They're used in different places, but you each have a different purpose. Kids, always accept your size and what you become in your size because that's how God has made you. And he's made you that specific way for a unique time and place. And then how about this? In the game of life, does anybody ever make a mistake? Adults, help me out here. Have you ever made a mistake? Have you ever sinned, which would be the harsher term for mistaking? Yes. And here's what Jesus does. He pardons us. Oh, I needed some pardoning last night in my house. Oh, I did. Don't we all? And that's what Jesus allows it. Besides giving us a purpose and and producing us, he wants to pardon us and give us freedom so we experience love and joy and reconciliation. And then how about when we have problems? Here's the promise. You have problems? I'll give you hope. I'll give you peace and joy in the midst of that. You can still have that in the midst of that. And then how about this? When it's all over and the game of life goes back in the box, literally our game of life goes back in that box that usually goes in the ground, all right, what does he promise us? A place in heaven. Do you have those five promises down? They're worth holding on to for a lifetime and coming back to because we forget that he made us. We forget that he purposed us. We forget that in the end we need to be pardoned often. We forget that we, in the midst of our problems, he is there. And then we forget that there's this place. Here's what I've come to realize. This is my favorite quote going right now. To play the game of life without Jesus is like playing Monopoly, all you Monopoly lovers, with no directions, no money, no properties. It's impossible, right? And no get-out-of-jail-free card. Do you see the relationship to the gospel here? I mean, to play the game of life is, without Jesus is just like playing Monopoly when you have no purpose because you can't figure out the directions, when you have no provision and you're bankrupt, literally, all right, and you have no power because you own nothing. And in the end, you're stuck in jail. You can't get pardoned. This is beautiful. This is what Jesus is offering I want you to consider what holds you back from receiving this gift. Even if you've received it before, and maybe sometimes you just forget about it. I'll give you a couple things. We're prideful. We're a little too smart for ourselves. Isn't that true? We get fear. So we're like, God, I'm not going there. We get angry about the circumstances around us. We don't feel good enough. Or we just might be ignorant about how much life the Lord is wanting to give us. So here's why Christmas is merry. Ponder this. Here's why Christmas is merry. It's merry because out of his love, God has birthed his son into this world to play the game of life with us. And we have this opportunity every day to play it with him and have a completely different experience. Here's another passage. Take a look at this. It says how he sent his son into the world. It says, God is love. This is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might, what, live, play the game of life through him. What I love about this, think of it differently because we might know this passage, but it's as if God said, I'm going to inject my son into the earthly realm, through the heavenly realm, into the earthly realm, and I'm going to inject my son into the earthly realm so that their souls are pierced and they can live life in a totally different way. Would you receive that? 
I had an opportunity to receive life in a whole new way this past Thursday, and I almost denied it because of my pride, my intellect, my fear. Wait till you hear this story. In my ignorance. Since Thanksgiving, I've been having some hearing difficulty in my left ear, and they really can't figure out why. So after a while, when they realized there just wasn't some stuff stuck in there, because sometimes you get stuff just stuck in your ear, right? After they got what they thought was the stuff out, they went, hmm, you've lost some hearing. So they blasted it with some oral steroids. And they said, you probably have some inflammation, Brian. So why don't we just blast it and see if we can, in essence, give it new life. So I went back on Thursday, and they started to look at it. And they said, hmm, we might need to do something else. And I said, well, what would that be? And he said, well, I can give you a second blast of the steroid for another week, but if you've ever been on prednisone, it makes you crazy. So I've had a crazy week on prednisone. And I didn't want a second week on high doses of prednisone. So I said, what's the other alternative? And he said, well, if I put you back on prednisone, maybe 70% of your hearing could come back. But if you let me take a shot and pierce it through your eardrum into your inner ear, you might get 90%. I said, doctor, my mom always told me not to stick anything in my ear. I wasn't supposed to stick raisins in my ear. I was not supposed to pick toothpicks in my ear. You were never supposed to pick the straw at McDonald's into your ear, okay? And I was never supposed to put the jelly bean in my ear. And why would I want to take a shot into my ear, through my eardrum, into the internautical shell bone-like item that sits behind your eardrum? I don't want to do that. That sounds and seems painful. So I said to him, can we talk about this? And we talked, and we talked, and then I said, could I get another hearing test to see how much it's improved? And he was willing to let me walk down the road to another office to get in the box. And in the end, I came back, and he said, what would you like to do? He says, you seem a bit apprehensive about receiving this shot. And I was. But in the end, because it was an opportunity for new life in my hearing, I was willing to receive that penetration of that needle through my ear into the middle ear. And God is at work hopefully restoring that. Tonight, we have that same opportunity to always receive what God has for us here because of his love. And think about life right now. I want you to think about your life right now. Does life seem uh, up and down, meaning this? Some of the things that are supposed to be up or down and some of the things that are supposed to be down or up. So like, let me give you an example. Uh, the market seems down. Our health, my health is actually down right now. Maybe your health is down. Kids, you might have even had to like put your dog down this year. And that's a sad thing. And then there's other things like interest rates are up and shootings are up and maybe you feel like the weight of the world is up on you. And maybe sometimes you just don't feel like getting up. Does anybody else relate to this? We just don't want to get up. But here's what I want you to know. Jesus is yearning for us to receive him and play the game of life so that we can receive those other gifts of hope and joy and peace and love when life is kind of up and down in all the wrong ways. I left my hearing appointment on Thursday and I drove over to the longest member 
of Peninsula Covenant Church. She used to go to church, not here, but next to Whole Foods. There's a church right next to Whole Foods. It's a meditation center now. That's where PCC first started. And she is struggling with terminal cancer. And I was driving from my appointment to hers, and I was feeling low, and I'm feeling like she's going to be low. And when she opened the door, I saw hope. And when she walked me down the hall to sit in her living room, there was joy. And there was so much love and peace. And I said to her after a while, I don't understand. You have terminal cancer, and you have so much peace about it. And she says, well, Brian, let me remind you, I'm 94. And these things kind of start happening at that age. But let me also remind you that Jesus is the one in charge of my life. And it was remarkable to see a woman proclaim the message tonight, how Jesus could give life. And so tonight as we go, I want you to ponder again that the game of life is best played what? With Jesus. With Jesus. And I want to put a prayer on the screen right now, and I want to give you an opportunity to receive it before we close out our gathering tonight. And maybe you've received it before, but maybe this is where you just thank Jesus for how much life he can give you. And maybe you've never received it. And this is the first time. You actually, on this Christmas Eve, and kids, maybe it's the first time you pray this prayer that you really want to receive the gift of life through Jesus. So it's a simple prayer. God, thank you that you have this best life for me through Jesus. Help me to believe and receive the gift of Jesus and follow the Spirit in my life. So let's take a moment. Everybody, give yourself a chance to have a Christmas moment. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for we are PCC.